You were waiting in line at Chipotle when it happened. While mindlessly scrolling through social media, you came across a video that showed two of your friends walking in the park. A quick glance at the timestamp reveals that it was posted only a few hours ago and you can't help but think, wait, I was free a few hours ago. Why didn't they invite me? Your first instinct is to think nothing of it, but then you start to wonder if it was intentional. Did you say something during your last hangout that turned them off? Do they know something that you don't? And then your calmer, more reasonable self remembers that it's okay for people to sometimes hang out one-on-one. And that's a good thing. Good for them, right? If you find yourself torn on what to make of not being invited to a function, then this episode is for you. I plan to expound on the video that I recently posted on TikTok last week that now has more than 1 million views. It's titled 10 Reasons They Didn't Invite You. And the comments, well, the comments are interesting. (laughs) You know, I always speak a little more freely here on the Friend Forward podcast because there's more room for nuance and social media is not necessarily the best space for that. So this week, we're going to unpack the list of reasons why you may not have been invited. And I have the goal here of offering perspective so that if this is something you've experienced, you have a better idea of all the possible reasons why. So if this is something that you've been trying to wrap your mind around recently, then settle in because hopefully this episode will help you through it. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. Now, this week on the podcast, I'm walking you through 10 reasons to consider for why you probably weren't invited to whatever event your friend went to. Okay, the reason I'm offering you this list is because whenever I hear people talk about not being invited to something, the intention they typically assign to the person doing the inviting was that they were being mean or that it was intentional in some way. We operate with the belief that these people got together in a conspiratorial way and decided against us. And if that's the case, then no, that's not very nice. But I'd also like to offer a few other reasons for you to consider before you vilify the other party. Now, I'm going to say this too. You've been listening for three years now, so you know the drill. But this is your reminder that if you bring a spirit of defensiveness, self-victimization, or criticism to what you're about to hear, you are going to receive it the wrong way. You're going to throw your guard up and you are going to miss an opportunity to become a better friend. That is my whole goal. That's the reason I show up week after week. Okay. All right, here we go. Here's a list of 10 possible reasons why you weren't invited. And I'll tell you up front, there are four additional reasons that we have reserved for members of our private group chat. You can join anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com slash group chat. I hope to see you over there. All right. Okay. These are in no particular order. I just want to give you some perspective. Here we go. Number one, you always say no to their invitations. So they stopped inviting you. At some point, I don't think we consider the other perspective, and I want you to have a holistic view here. At some point, if you are always saying no to other people, we train them that, oh, she's not interested. And so at some point, it almost feels like rejection to them to always reach out and have somebody say, no, I'm busy, or I wish I could, but no, or to consistently cancel on us. So it trains our behavior. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to skip that altogether and not ask her. She's clearly not invited. 
At least this is their perspective. I know this is where some might say, well, I still want to always be invited. Let me tell you what that sounds like. And this might either be like a really corny analogy or you're going to love it. Okay, I'm going to take the risk. Here we go. It's like saying, hey, I don't like carrots and I'm probably never going to eat carrots. But whenever you have carrots, can you offer them to me? Just like keep offering me carrots. I'm going to say no, but keep offering me carrots. At some point, people are going to be like, you don't like carrots. So why am I trying? Okay, if you are always saying no, you have to expect that there might be some people who say, oh, she doesn't seem interested. So I'm not going to invite her. Just consider it. That's all we're doing. Okay, all right. Point number two or reason number two, rather, that you may not have been invited. is because when you're there, you dominate the conversation. If it helps to soften your heart right now, like if you're feeling defensive, this has been me too. Before I had friends who lovingly told me maybe about seven years ago that sometimes I'm overpowering the conversation, I would not have known without their gentle correction, okay? So I'm with you. Ask yourself, man, if I were to watch the tape back of a lot of my interactions with people, am I taking over the conversation? If I had to look at a pie chart of how much talking each person's doing, how much of it is me for real? Because when it comes to a conversation, people don't want to sign up to be your audience. They want to participate too. And it's nice when conversations are reciprocal. So just look at that balance. Now, if you're engaged in a relationship where people don't mind you chatting it up, that's one thing. But generally, we have to ask ourselves, man, if I overpower conversations, what is the experience for other people? And is it possible that they withheld an invitation because it wouldn't be an enjoyable experience if I came? That doesn't mean, oh, they hate me. And we've got to stop looking at, you know, if they don't like this certain behavior, they hate me as a person. Like, let's not be extreme. Okay, but let's just look at certain conversational tendencies like taking over the conversation. A third reason you may not have been invited was because you're not as close to that group as you think you are. I'm sorry if this feels like a roast. (laughs) Somebody in the comments said, oh, my God, you roast me. It's not a roast. Pick the ones that might apply and give them some attention. If not, throw it to the side. But listen, listen now. We've all been a part of this, whether you know it or not. Let me explain to you. There's research that suggests that only 50% of our friendships are reciprocal. That doesn't mean only half the people in our life like us. It means that while I might rank somebody as my number one girl, and I'm saying this arbitrarily, okay? We're not seriously going around and ranking people. But if in my mind, she's like my top friend, it's possible that through the way that her social network was constructed over the course of her life, I kind of fall as like number three. And I'm saying this arbitrarily. You wouldn't really rank your friends. But I might not be her number one gal is my point, okay? You have to ask yourself, what expectation have I assigned to positioning her as my number one? Is my expectation that she treats me like her number one in everything? For some of us, we're assigning the label of friend to a group of people who are not reciprocating. Maybe because they are not worthy of our attention or maybe because they just don't prioritize us in the same way, but they still love us well enough. They still value our company. They still enjoy hanging out with us, but maybe they're getting together with close friends and we just don't happen to fall as a close friend. If this still feels hurtful to you, I want you to flip it around because this often gives us perspective. Is it possible that you have gathered with a few friends before and that there's somebody in your life who had an expectation that they'd be invited and they were hurt that they weren't? Because in their mind, they experience you as a closer friend than you experienced them. It's just a possibility. I offer that to help you depersonalize this a little bit, okay? So you do with this information what you will, but I'm offering it to you to help inform the decisions you make about how you want to respond to not being invited. 
All right, here we go. Reason number four, you always have beef with people or specifically you have a problem with somebody who's going to be in attendance. If you have issues and you're very vocal about them with somebody else who's going to be present, come on now, be reasonable. The person who's doing the inviting might feel like they're in a position where they have to choose because they don't want drama. They don't want tension. So if you've been very verbal about not liking someone, they might actually think they're doing a favor by not inviting you because they know that you don't like someone there. It is possible. Okay. So they just don't invite you. I'm going to keep it all the way real. I have done it. I have done it recently with a particular friend who has said less than favorable things about another friend. And so I made the decision, okay, for this particular small group gathering, I don't know if I'm going to draw her into this one because she's not going to be comfortable. She might even say no. She's told me she's not a fan of this person. So that's a little tricky. So for this outing tonight, this is going to be reserved for this particular group. And when we do something else next weekend, I would love to have her there. Normally, I don't offer much about my life and my choices because I want to focus on you. And some of you might either disagree. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's exactly what I just recently did. We had a great time and everybody felt free without thinking, oh man, I know somebody here doesn't like me. So I feel like I have to measure my words and I can't be myself and I'm going to be judged. So I'm going to shrink because this girl's here who doesn't like me, right? So essentially when it comes to inviting people, this is an unpopular opinion, but I encourage you to get the book, The Art of Gathering, okay? Especially for those of us who are hosts. There is an art to curating an invite list, Okay, it's like a puzzle. And for this particular occasion, I'm inviting this group because they will have an enjoyable experience. I used to believe in the more the merrier. I have come to understand that that sometimes, sometimes it's not the case. For a big pool party, maybe. For an intimate dinner party, maybe not. You have the person who talks over everybody else. You have the person who doesn't like people there. And you have to think twice about, okay, what's going to be a good blend for everyone? I'm just throwing that out there. If you disagree with me, come tell me about it on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson. Come message me and let's talk about it, okay? I encourage thoughtful dialogue. All right, here we go. Reason number five why you weren't invited is the other person maybe made assumptions about your financial abilities, your availability, or your interests, okay? I've been serving as a friendship coach and educator for a little more than five years now. I cannot tell you how many times a woman has said, well, you know, I wanted to invite my friend, but you know, she's, you know, she just got laid off of her job and I, you know, I don't want it to look like, you know, we're being thoughtless or, or inconsiderate by asking her to go to something we know she can't afford. There are women who are doing something noble, they believe, by not asking you to come to something if they genuinely know your backstory and feel like this would be triggering for you. This would be beyond your means. This won't be of interest to you. Or girl, I know you've been booed up lately and so we're not gonna even ask you to come because we already know you're on cloud nine, you know, having just gotten married two weeks ago. I'm not offering these as an excuse, but I want to create a moment of you to say like, oh yeah, okay, that's true, that's possible. So we don't immediately go to vilifying other people for not inviting us. Okay. All right, reason number six, they made the decision out of convenience. Let's say they were both at the gym and then, you know, they go to the Starbucks down the street. Okay. And they're like, oh, do you have an extra hour? Yeah. Let's go to this place down the street. We're right here. We're together. Or they'll call somebody. Hey, are you in the neighborhood? Yeah. Meet me for this. Okay. It was more about proximity and less about you. I'm just saying what it is. All right. Reason number seven, you make them feel judged or criticized when y'all are together and it makes them measure their words. And since they have to measure their words, which requires a certain level of mental labor, they choose not to invite you all together. Now, here's the caveat here. If we make someone feel judged, that's not necessarily an active thing. 
Some of us do it because we are critical. Let's keep it real. And it makes people like, okay, well, I don't want to share anything because she's always got something to say. And sometimes we're not doing anything at all. People just feel judged in our presence for one way or another. And that's a them problem, right? Like when people say that's a you problem, right? So if a person is already sensitive about their appearance or the way that they talk or the way that they, whatever it is, then just being in the presence of someone who they think dresses well or speaks well or whatever, it makes them feel uncomfortable with themselves. So they might not be inviting you because you make them feel uncomfortable with themselves. It might be a personal issue or it might be because you actually are critical. I don't know. My job is just to lay all this on the table, okay? To put all this on your shelf and encourage you to take some time to look over each thing that I've just laid out for you and give some real reflection to the ones that might apply, okay? That's my goal. Reason number eight is that they don't know that you'd even be interested or you genuinely wouldn't be interested. If you're being honest, you know they're doing something that you have no pleasure in. Like I would not be offended if some of my girlfriends didn't invite me to go to a super intense hiking weekend. I, honest to goodness, would not be hurt because I probably expressed somewhere down the line that that would not be my cup of tea. Now, yeah, sure, it always feels nice to be invited, but if they did some gung-ho activity, I wouldn't be surprised or take it as personally because I know I've expressed and therefore have given them evidence that I would not want to attend, okay? And if I would like to attend, they genuinely don't know that I'd even care, right? Something to consider. All right, reason number nine, they are going with a certain group type. And in an effort to maintain a sense of sameness, they don't extend an invitation your way. Here's what I mean here. It's possible that they are going to a mom group and they're going to talk mom stuff and they assume you'll understand that they'll want to keep a sense of sameness, meaning they want to talk about mom things without feeling like they're they're bothering you or whatever it is. Or a bunch of single women who want to do single woman things and maybe they feel like out of respect they're not inviting a married woman because she wouldn't engage in the same way and they just want to have a sense of sameness in the group. That is not a bad thing. They might be going with church friends and they want to be a certain way and so they don't extend the invitation because right now they want to bond with their church friends. It's called a subculture. We have these subcultures, these subgroups that have an exclusive and predetermined language and a rhythm and norms. And maybe the norms and the rhythm and the language I have with my church friends is different than how I have with my friends from college. That doesn't make us fake. But you have different versions of yourself and that's why you should have different friend groups because it allows you to flourish in all of the various aspects that make up who you are as a person. And sometimes you can't engage those parts fully until you're in a group where that particular aspect of your identity is affirmed. That's a whole other, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> okay, and reason number 10, you might have a certain conversational tendency that you maybe should work on that has been the reason why a person didn't invite you to a particular function. If, you, if you're a one-upper, some of us have that. If you're a negative Nancy, some of us get in the habit of being negative and we don't even realize, we don't even realize we're doing it, but it brings others down. And if they're trying to engage in something that's upbeat and uplifting, they might be curating the guest list according to that. Now, at the end of the day, other things are possible. It's possible that the invitation went to your spam folder. I had somebody in the comments of the video say that that's genuinely happened to them before when inviting a friend, it genuinely went to her spam and they found out later. It's possible that they genuinely forgot. I mean, this happens. You can't say, oh, well, that doesn't align with my experience, so I reject it. I'm telling you, this is the experience others have shared with me. Keep an open mind. 
All right. And there are four other reasons that you all gave me in the comments of this viral video that I recently posted that I am curating. I'm adding my commentary to and I'm sharing it exclusively in our group chat. Again, you can join us anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com slash group chat. In the meantime, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. If you were recently not invited to something, I want you to act on one of the three following things. One, if you genuinely wanted to be there, I want you to say so. I know this is where some of you cringe and you're like, oh my God, there's no way I'm begging to be invited. Okay, use your context. If these are people who never invite you or who are, you know, kind of rude to you, we're not asking for an invite. But if these are people whose company you like well enough, and it's possible that they didn't know you were interested, I want you to speak on it. I want you to say, hey, I saw that you guys all went to the new pizza shop down the street. It looked like you had a good time. And they're going to say, yeah, it was really fun. You would say, hey, you know, if you're comfortable next time, let me know. Because I've been trying to get more plugged in and, and I would love to, you know, have a gathering like that too. So I'd love to join y'all. Let me know. It is their choice to invite you or not. They might very well say, oh my gosh, absolutely. I didn't even know that you were interested. I didn't know you were on that side of town. Like, absolutely. We're actually going again next Wednesday. You should come. But we can't have our needs met if we don't make our desires known. Don't underestimate the need to communicate your needs. So some friends need to know like, hey, I'd love to join you. That's all they need. Now they want to invite you in because you've communicated that. And there's something endearing and vulnerable about that as well. So that's the first option if you've recently been uninvited. The second is to really reflect on the list I just gave you and entertain other alternatives. And the third thing is, if you have noticed that this is an ongoing pattern with a particular group and they know that you would like to be invited, but they seem to be excluding you in a reoccurring way and they've given you evidence that they possibly are not prioritizing you in the same way, I want you to start pouring into new potential friendships. A lot of us have a lot of potentials on the fringes that we haven't been pouring into because we've had our eyes fixed on one particular group or one particular friend. Allow that to encourage you to go and find some friendships that feel a little more reciprocal to you, where you never have to question where you fall on their quote unquote hierarchy, where you never have to question how much they enjoy your company. So if this has happened a couple times with the same group, in spite of them knowing you want to join, turn your head on a swivel and look at the women in your life who have given you invitations or who have been kind of pursuing you, but you've rejected and not entertained for one reason or another. I'm gonna encourage you to get curious about those connections and what might happen if you started pouring into them instead of waiting expectantly for a group who's not being reciprocal because you deserve that and I want that for you, okay? If this is really hitting home, I want you to come and tell me all about it over on Instagram at Danielle Byard Jackson or at Friend Forward on Instagram. Or you can tell us all about it at our website, betterfemalefriendships.com. And until then, you know that I'll be right here rooting for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.